Do the whole thing. Do the whole thing. Let's start this thing. All right. Hello, everybody. Yep. Oh, that one's not going to work. That got real loud. Oh, it got real loud. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca and Jared Truby, creators of the One and One, coming to you live from a 1997 Subaru rolling in the backseat. Just got done roasting some coffee. About to go deliver this stuff. What up, JT? How you doing, Chris? It's been a day. It's been a pretty gnarly day. We just got back from SCA. Yay. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. We were behind the game on the podcast jams. We had like a thousand people lined up and all of a sudden we'd wake up at seven and then it'd be two in the morning and we hadn't stopped talking. We hadn't sat down to chill. So we got a lot of guests ready to come on in the near future, but they're going to be call-ins and they're going to be shoe-ins for your affection. 2 a.m. comes pretty fast when you're out of town at SCAA. Yeah, it's funny is that Chris and I were actually pretty disciplined on the lack of drinks. We didn't drink very much at all. Three drink maximum. Three drink maximum, and that only happened one, maybe maybe two nights out of the five we were there. But, I mean, we're not talking close together drinks. We're talking, like, a drink with dinner and then another drink after dinner and then one more drink, like, around 10 o'clock at night. So, somehow, somehow we stayed pretty legit this year. I'm kind of proud of us. We stayed fit. We worked out a couple times. We we're so on it. Right in the morning. But this the event was insanely fun, and it was the first time we got to go and represent ourselves. So we kind of just, this episode's a little bit just to debrief, talk a little bit about that, a little bit of the ups. There were no downs except for the lack of sleep. And uh, to shout out some of the homies, man. I mean, what was, what was like, what was one of the first things that blew your mind in Atlanta? The city or just SCAA overall? Just getting there. Just First getting thing. there? So we, Chris and I took a red eye. We flew out at 10.45 p.m. on the old Western Pacific Standard, whatever, time. And we got there at 6.30 in the morning, ATL time, which is 3 in the morning, our time, basically. And then we just stayed up. And I'm going to tell you the first thing that made me stoked is I popped into Tap Room Coffee with my buddy Chris here. And Jonathan Pasquale and Jared, I forgot your last name. Don't judge me for it. Who's working on um, Jared Mustache? Is I think his Jared, last name. Jared, very fine mustache. Jared, handsome guy with positive attitude. Smiley, who had sent me coffee um, prior, and gosh, East Pole, East Pole. I was like, why am I blanking on this? Maybe the lack of sleep. Uh, anyway, we popped into that shop because they had reached out on the internet, and Jonathan immediately recognized us. He's the owner of Tap Room, and I'm going to tell you the hospitality there is pretty next level. I was having, I had, uh, they hit us, hit us with some coffee from Counterculture, some espresso. They had some really cool efficiency things going on there that I was really appreciative of. And all in all, I love that they were trying to establish coffee in a, in a little neighborhood that was on the come up. Yeah, it was a great shop. He took us to breakfast, which was sweet. We dearly needed it. Oh Shout out to the Lumberjack Breakfast Burrito. Shout out to the Lumberjack <laughs> It had tater tots and a nice chipotle sauce. A nice ch- chipotle sauce. Yeah, he's got some cool stuff on tap there, like that fruit tea with hops pushed by nitro. Yeah, he's doing a lot of things pushed by nitro, and he's doing a lot of experimentation with hops. It was like a good... I would drink it in the afternoon for sure. Just frothy, creamy, sparkly beverage. Yeah, and they have a lot of um, similarities in the their ideas of service culture that Chris and I do. And so um, just being really approachable and reflecting that southern hospitality that chris and i really experienced over this week people are far nicer over there than they are in california all you californians could take a lesson fly over to atlanta or anywhere in the south where you hear that that southern hospitality hospitality and uh just take a lesson man because they're nice they're nice they're They're nice nice in santa cruz too 
well, that's true. Bigger Santa cities can nice. get strange. Bigger cities can get. That was a big city. I went to Atlanta and I experienced. I mean, bigger cities in California. No, no, no. I'm just yeah. thinking. I'm thinking big city Atlanta versus big city California. Hospitality wise, Atlanta wins hands down for sure. For but sure. Uh, you know, that's that's whatever. That's neither here nor there, except for it was. Uh, that was that was like the first moment, and they took care of us. So that that was like the first thing that popped into my mind is like. First of all, we have Scope, which was really cool. So shout out to all the people who give us love. There's there's people out in the United States that I didn't expect to hear from over this week and that reached out to us and made me feel really, really happy about what we're doing. Yeah, pumped. Supported. I mean, let's like, let's dig in. So I guess the most memorable thing for us, for me, right when I got in was stroll up to the La Marzocca booth and Lalo just melted my face with probably the best espresso I've had in like a year. I don't, don't know, you know. It was good. A lot I of people it. serve me espresso. Most of it's okay. Yep, most of it's okay. Okay. But Lalo... Okay to good. And then this was just... It had everything I wanted. So who is Lalo? Dude, Lalo's the man, dude. He's like... He locks Mexico down. Lalo's from Mexico. Just Google Lalo Mexico. He's this <laughs> unassuming guy. <laughs> He's got his little glasses on. He's ready to shred you. Um, I want to talk about the shot, though. It talk had, about the shot. It had everything that I want. Sweetness, clarity of flavor, and body body with clarity of flavor is like the magic bullet for me that nobody's hitting people are hitting like really clear flavors and a shot that's got the weight of like normal brewed coffee which is slightly depressing to me because i love that heavy mouth feel right or they have like a lot of body and no clarity because the shot's like really ristretto or maybe it's roasted too dark or whatever i don't know what he did and i don't know what was going on in there but my man, you did it right. You made me happy. I remembered it all weekend. Well, I was got kissed really by a rose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got caramelization on that thing, and that's I feel like a big thing that's missing, like low caramel notes. In fact, I remember mentioning a couple times that you and I were looking for the ability to get coffees with some of that like those like darker chocolate caramel blah 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 notes out of it. And some of the people that I was talking to were kind of not necessarily off put, but kind of like they looked at me a little bit sideways because the the trend is all fruit, all light, all juice right now. And I mean, there's there's room for it all over the place. I'm sure people are agreeing with what I'm saying on on the Internet or in the, in the sound wave world here. But uh, I was I like that. Like I want some fruit, but I also want that rounded out caramelization flavor that comes with really good coffee i mean that's that's meat and potatoes i don't want all freaking lasers <laughs> no <laughs> why would you want all lasers the idea that you can't have clarity of flavor and accentuate coffee's intrinsic varietal characteristics and not have a well-developed roast it's like the biggest little bullshit i've ever heard you know i honestly think people are roasting extra light because it's probably easier to do it that way and still retain the intrinsic qualities of the coffees and if you if you push it to that point to get those roasts that have that like are developed in that caramely way without being overly baked or overdeveloped or just too roasty you're like riding a pretty thin line i feel like yeah and it takes a lot it takes some good practice as well it takes a lot of intention and i i just think that when people nail that those are my favorite coffees i i appreciate the hyper brights too and the lights i get it but for me it's just like do some stuff like the roaster's a tool use it you know, you shouldn't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid to roast your coffee. It's okay to roast your coffee. 
And also put out, yeah. I mean, and you got to put out what you like. So I guess arguably, if they like what, if they like that other side of it, sweet. It leaves some room for us to do our own thing. But yeah, uh, but like when I people look at you weird, they're like, "Oh, you're trying to caramelize that shit." Wait, <laughs> I what? Know. I know. They're like, they're like, uh, that kind of coffee's actually maybe more defect than good. <laughs> this is the dark. <laughs> this stuff that tastes caramely and chocolatey. The stuff that's good is all fruit. So maybe you're picking the wrong coffees, Jer. Yeah, well, I have both, okay? Like, you know what? Maybe I am picking the wrong coffees. We'll find out when I serve them in my cafe. I have a chocolate-covered strawberry <laughs> over here. Oh, man. Uh, La Marzocca booth was, that fun, was fun, though. We, we took over. Worked Sorry. with an amazing group. Now that's where I was going, too. Yeah. Uh, Copa Vida. We, yeah, so La Marzocco had this has a, had a little mini collaboration um, theme throughout the whole weekend. And we got to jump on a machine with Copa Vida. And I got to tell you, we had Frank Law on, um, I don't know, a few episodes back. And by a few, I mean like 20. But I got to tell you that we got to know Copa Vida in general over the weekend. And uh, Steve and Sam, the other two owners, actually, there's, there's more than that. But Steve, Sam, and Frank are the only owners I've met. I know names of the others. But we got to sit down and have dinner with those guys. And those guys are something special. Yeah, they're really deep on the vibes. And just to set the stage, picture this. Picturing if it. If you will. Two group, Ratio Brewer, La Marzoga Booth, four full-size humans. <laughs> working the machine. <laughs> Sam and Frank, all working one machine. We were just butt to butt up in that thing. And I got to say, it was packed, but I wouldn't. there's nobody else I'd rather squeeze in with. We had a great time serving coffee. Worked in circles. Worked very in circles. Efficient. It was, yeah, it was wild. But yeah, going out to dinner with them and getting to know, because we know their shop, obviously. We know their product. They roast good coffee. Shout out to Clancy, who's crushing it over there for them. Yep. And, but just getting to hear about their business philosophies and the way they treat people in their company and the things that they do to ensure that they're going to be successful in the long term. And, We'll probably just leave it at that because I don't know how much they want to talk about that stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's enough. But I'll just say I have a whole new level of respect for them, and I already had respect of the highest regard for them anyway. So yeah, it was a, it was a special night. Deal so with that. Just just they've got an endorsement from us. That's all there is to it. They're a fantastic company. So if you don't know where they are, they're in Pasadena and San Diego. They kill it. They roast great coffee. They they've got great intention with their both their employees and um, the guests that come in. Uh, so that I mean that was great. La Marzocco booth was really fun. There was a lot of great people. Of course, you get to serve people coffee. I mean, a, a big highlight for Chris and I this weekend was actually serving our own coffee to human beings, and we haven't really got to do that on a consistent manner. And we got to do that at La Marzocco at Wilbur Curtis, which was awesome. Pouring, doing pour over coffee. We got to do it with Akaya doing pour over coffee, and we got to do it without Mal Koenig doing a, a mix of things. And uh, serving our own coffee was amazing. We we released to the world our official flagship blend. They got to try it. Our blend is is officially named the Answer, and there's some intention behind that. It doesn't. It's not pretentious, even though everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, of course, it's the, it's the Answer." Get a load of those guys. The answer is actually the premise is this: we want to have a coffee with a name that'll allow somebody to be like, "I just don't know what to get," and we can always just be like, "If you don't have a, if you don't have a clue on what to get, and you don't have time to like really dive in and hear the spiel about all of our coffees." Just grab the answer. It's going to work well for espresso. It's going to work well on at home. It's going to work well with some some milk and cream and sugar in it. We're trying to bring together an approachable coffee that anybody can grab, and it is it's the answer if you don't know. So, 
for all y'all who thought we were trying to be cocky a-holes, that wasn't what it was about. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is just about helping people (laughs) get a product that they like. So we're going to try to put together kind of a generalized profile for that coffee and stick to it, whether the coffees in, in that blend stay the same. Two, three, four, nine coffees. That's up to us, you guys. <laughs> 36 beans. You never know, guys. You never know. Let's That's talk about the, the booth, the dude. Like, Ratio Brewer. We got to use the La Marzocco Ratio Brewing Machine. It's a fun thing. Pretty sweet. So if you guys haven't used it, this is how it works. It's got a little scale on the drip tray that's got a little holster kind of thing for the portafilter. So you dose into the portafilter, tamp it, throw it on the scale, and the scale, the portafilters weigh exactly the same amount, so uh, the portafilter's already auto-teared mm-hmm. in the brewer. And you, you set your brew ratio, whatever you want it to be, so let's say one to two, and Throw the portafilter on there, hit a little button, and it senses it. It's like, cool, this is 20 grams. And if you're programmed to one to two, you lock and load that thing, fire it off, and it'll automatically give you 40 grams of water. Every time. Every time. So if you have, like, let's say you do 19 grams, the next dose is 19 grams, you have, like, grinder fluctuation or something, it'll still give you that one to two ratio. Yeah, it's pretty sick. So you'll get that, like, 38 grams of water instead of 40. So it... It does what it says. Yeah, you can imagine the applicability if you are on a busy bar. So say say you're really you're dialed in perfectly and you know that you are going to be really close no matter what to that correct grind setting and you know that your grinder itself is dosing, you know, it's dancing, call it a half a gram or even like 0.3 grams in your dose. The idea is that you're able to trust the ratio and just keep on firing off shots really quickly, knowing that your ratio is gonna be right and be able to get through service really quickly. Now this thing also has the ability to um, hit hit volumetrics as well, which is cool in the ratio brewer. It's got settings. Yeah, you just put it in mass mode and you'll say you're like, I want 42 grams out no matter what. what. And then it just goes. So the thing is, the thing's pretty open to basically different kinds of application depending on what kind of style of cafe you want to run and it could really it could really bring some awesome service to life um, especially for those companies who are very very consistent with their grind like you know think places that come to mind are like g&b right it's like they're so consistent with the exact amount they're using the spoons it's like okay well the dose and the grind are going to be right about there so all they're going to do is set their their ratio and just Bang, 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 if they wanted to use it or anybody. Well, like they would that. probably use mass mode because it they probably would. If you're weighing out like they are weighing out every portafilter, then the ratio doesn't really even make sense because you're already controlling. Let's say you have 19.8 grams in the portafilter. They weigh that out every time. You right. don't need the ratio brewer at I that guess point. You, don't need it at you all. could set the volume out to be whatever you want. The ratio brewer kind of takes the fluctuations that grinders have and runs with it. Mm, so it doesn't right, necessarily right, right. matter if you get. 20 grams in or 19.8 grams or 20.2 grams in it'll give you the right ratio based on that dose that is right i am wrong that's they are well, more specific it's just a different thought it's a different use oh cool cool idea <laughs> cool idea <laughs> it's a really it was fun it I was messed up bad I, I got on there and the grind was so coarse and I, whoever i don't know i guess we took over for a while on that crew <laughs> <laughs> the grind was so coarse on Maybe that grinder. Maybe just ripped you like a 23. And, and Maybe just he's like dosing 24 grams up in that thing, dude. Nice like, what? Concentration. So all kinds of coffee shoots out, and I'm like, this is not going to go well right away. I'm like, I'm going to need to dial in for a minute. 
<laughs> so I'm just like cranking it tight. I don't want to crank it too tight, and I don't want to put it in the scale yet because I know it's nowhere near. And it ended up working out, but we only had an hour. I wish we would have had two. You, here's the thing about the booths. You get some pretty quick performance anxiety. Chris and I jump on this booth, and we've barely even been able to pull a shot. And there's a line of like 30 people, and in this line is like Scott Rayo and Matt Perger and Pete Licata and and those are amongst many other amazing names of amazing baristas but those are like those are all the people that are sitting there like can't wait to taste your coffee and it takes a minute to dial in at any of these things and and la marzocco has the blessing of the curse of being super famous so that everybody is like ready to rip and chris and i jump on and we're like okay we better get this right real quick haven't served and that's the first place we serve coffee so let us just tell you that there wasn't like nerves and that we couldn't do it, but there's nerves and like, man, I'm excited to serve coffee. I hope we nail it. Oh, also, there's 40 people waiting for us to serve them coffee like right now. Well, for me, too, I was. And we're learning a new equipment. I had never used the Ratio Brewer yep. before. So Wanslow, shout out to Wanslow, just holding it down. New York City. Ran us through how to use it really quickly. And there's a couple steps, you know, when you you know load the portafilter on and then you have to push the button and figuring out how to go in and program the ratio that you want. It all just takes time. So that, that's the one thing. And then the other thing is the grinder, which you have someone else's coffee in there and it's in a wildly different spot. And I've been trying to do this thing at companion when I work, which is three shot dial in. It's a good move. Good practice in your own space with the equipment that you're familiar with. And you know, the coffee, it shouldn't take you more than three shots to dial in. I don't think, I think anything else is kind of, this is kind of bullshit, you know? You should be able to do it. But this was a, <laughs> a situation where I was like, whoa, there's a lot of new variables here. I'm going to pull more than a few shots. Many variables. But the coffee ended up pretty good pretty quickly once we got rolling. It was yeah, also it was tricky because nice. that we didn't have freedom of motion. Because yep. Frank, Frank just kept throwing his elbow Frank just right into my ribs. What are you doing, Frank? Frank was excited Why because would the you Black do that? Mamba had just Frank retired. Frank punched me in the face, yeah. He's all 60, 50 for 60. <laughs> Brought the <laughs> <heat>. <laughs> in case you guys were wondering who that is that's called kobe bryant uh he's a laker actually he was a laker oh <laughs> okay he's always gonna be a, a laker once a laker always a laker once so a laker always a laker that was lm booth that was pretty fun actually that was really fun that was really fun no that secret i love those guys they're they were pumping out good coffee all weekend yeah and we got to do some things at the partner summit with them as well and that was that was a really special case but that was the end of the trip so let's just let's just keep it chronological chris yeah. After we went there, where did we go? Did we go to the Wilbur Curtis booth that day? No. No. LM no, we did not. We That was all we had that day. We must have hosted an AeroPress competition. AeroPress was that Saturday. We only did one thing that day? Um, I feel like we did two things a day average, but maybe we I'm We did do out. two things a day average, but I think one of the days was bigger. That wasn't the day. No, Saturday, yeah. We did Curtis that day. Yeah, we went to Wilbur no. Curtis. Yeah, Curtis. You're <laughs> right. You're right. Jared. Jared nailed it. Curtis. Wilbur Curtis, man. Curtis Curtis makes brewers, and they had a cool little um, water tower based off the undercounter Seraphim Tower. And it it was, was sick. It was basically a volumetrically programmable water tower. It's got a manual button, so you can draw manual hot water out of it however much you want. Yep. And then it had two programmable buttons that you could set. So we had it set for, what, four... 460, 450 or something like that. And we were making just pour overs. Yeah. Again, showcasing our coffee. But here's the thing about, dude, Brent, Brent and the Curtis Co., they always put together a really sick, like, 
warm booth as well. Every time it's like a, it's like an easy booth to work in. It's like the spacing's always right. The design aesthetic of that booth's always cool. Shout out to Andrew Gomez was holding it down. Yeah, they like they even bring music to the table, which I Dude, think the bumps is, were sick. Yeah, it's like they th they think about they think about an environment when they put it out there. Also, they also put out sick hats and and gear and. I think not. I mean, that company's rad because they listen to coffee professionals and they make adjustments and they strive to be involved with what we're doing. And so I always like being involved with those guys. Yeah, not to hate on anybody else's booth, but that one was the best spatially designed. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah, the most room fun. to move around and there were different ways to go in and out of it. Yeah. It was almost like 3D. It was definitely many dimensions. Like if you you could walk, you could have walked behind the counter, and it wouldn't have been one of those awkward situations. They weren't. It wasn't sealed off. You like go in and check out brewers. You come around the back and like see what Chris and I were doing, and they had it set up really, really user friendly, and that was fun. A couple barazza grinders back there. Fortes. Forte. Rapping forte. Very, very top of the it's line. It's real grinders. high level home grinder. It was great. I had a really good time there, and we got to serve a lot of people coffee. It was also fun to do, have a booth where the pour-over, arguably, is a slow brewing method. Everybody knows that. But at that booth, it was really nice to be able to pour and have everybody just sit and talk to you while we were, you know, talk a little bit about coffee, talk a little bit about life. There's some people who came by who listened to the podcast who hadn't got to meet us before and vice versa, and we got to chat at them. And I really just enjoyed being able to slow down for a minute and just chat. Because there were not very many times on this weekend where I felt like I could just slow down and chat with anybody. Especially when you get a few brewed. Because yep. people are only drinking a couple ounces of coffee at a time. So once you pump out a couple full batches, you're just kind of chilling. Yeah. So that was a really warm and fun experience. So shout out to Brant and all the team for having us. It was really a good time. They let us keep the sign too. They did. So you guys a made a really nice sign. Serving Cat and Cloud coffee sign. Yeah, you guys. Did you know that we're now serving Cat and Cloud? <laughs> <laughs> They're the best wholesale rep. Now serving. <laughs> uh, then uh, that was that day. Then we went to sleep somehow very late at night. Did we go to a party that night, Chris? Dude, we party every night. Oh, yeah, even when we're not at a convention, we even party every Santa night. Even in Santa Cruz, we party every night. We're going to record this thing. It's a party. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that night? So the new, I don't even know what night that was. Oh, did we just yeah, go out to dinner with somebody and cool. hang out? Oh, also the, the water tower that we were describing that we used at Curtis is a prototype. So I don't know the name of it, and I don't know if you'll be able to see it online. There's probably pictures of it somewhere. There's pictures. You should definitely so call Curtis. Talk to them. about Yeah. Keep it. keep your eyes peeled. I think that thing's worth having. Uh, the next day was really fun. Just like all the days we got up early and we headed to Malkunig and we got to we got to open the day with Malkunig, which was really cool because you do get the time to just dial in your coffee, make yourself some espresso and like have a quiet moment before the show floor opens yeah we got there show floor opens at 10 30 we got there at about 10 which was plenty of time plenty of time we had a nice case van der westen mirage, mirage those know? machines are so pretty I, lo I love the mirage it looks Dude, so I think good the mirage it looks better is cooler. than the spirit <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think tighter. the mirage is more sick looking it's than got the more of like a classic look it's tight i want one so that was fun because Chris and I, we also got to, um, we, we both kind of got the same station, but there was two setups. So Chris got to use a peak 
and he had the mirage right in front of him. And I was I, peeking for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Chris was definitely peeking. It was crazy. And then uh, I had an EK43 and the Marco Brewer and then a couple of HG1 tumblers. So I got to serve our little Honda and Pedro Moreno, which y'all love. And thank you for that. That coffee's really fun. And Chris got to serve the answer. And we got to just grip it and rip it all day. And by all day, I mean for a nice hour and a half. I think it was a two. I don't know. It was a, it was a happy time. It though. was a happy time. Four Barrel came on after us. Yep. Had a little crossover. Exchanged some T-shirts. It was really nice because people. W- that's the that's the especially the moment where you get to serve people the coffee that they want the most. You know, because people are, drink tons of coffee at these things all day long. So you and get they, them first. Yeah, you get to get them first, and that's when they're the most excited about coffee. It's also where they have the least amount of palate fatigue on the day. Everything tastes better. And everything tastes better. So we got to feel, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's Pedro Moreno. Oh, it's answer sweet. <laughs> and, and we're like, oh, it made us feel good. It's also really nice to uh, to mess around on on uh, a machine with the grinders. We're, we're going to have peaks in our in our cafe. And, man, those things those things are clean dosing machines. Perfect pile fluffy and aside from a couple couple little things basically two tenths of a gram accuracy for most of the time you know on average throw out the high and the low yeah of which there always are but it's about as good as i've experienced it's about anywhere. as good as you'll get it's about as good as i mean two tenths of a gram is pretty rad yep accuracy wise it was fantastic if you ask me it's i'd buy them <laughs> i'm gonna oh, we're gonna get a few of those things we'll buy them for sure so it's yeah i mean it was just a big it was a big weekend. That's basically the explanation of the booths. And then Akaya, they're doing some crazy things just in general. Yeah, they had their way to brew system, spelled not like it sounds, set up with a you basically have a scale. So you've got a pearl with a stand on it that's holding the brewer, and then on the bottom of that stand you've got a lunar scale, so you've got two scales in one system, both synced to an iPad that's tracking both the water weight, and then it also, since you've got the double up on scales, it tracks how much absorption there is, so, and it graphs it out real time as you're pouring, as they do. So you can you can kind of track how much water you're losing during the brewing process or how much how much your grounds are absorbing. Double Akaya it's all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you can sync it with, I think it was either four or six scales, so you could have this... It's just for information. They're prototyping. Yeah, but he's working on it, kind of, uh, working with, with yeah, syncing with the grinder and being able to be fully controlled by the iPad, which is full Richter. Yeah, it's, I.e. It's like deep grinder tissue. on exact amount, so on and so forth. I think that's where things are going to be going with equipment manufacturers and maybe not Akaya specifically, but I right. mean, they're doing that, but I feel like there's going to, we're going to see more grinders talking to espresso machines. Oh, I'm sure. Like the La Marzocco ratio brew. And they haven't said anything about this. So I'm just, this is purely speculation. I'm making this up. Classic. I would be willing to bet that in some point the grinder is just going to talk to the machine the, and you won't actually have to put that portafilter on the scale on the machine and have it read it. It'll already know once you get it to the machine, how much the grinder dosed. And if that wasn't in your mind yet, La Marzocco, here's some free info from Chris Baca on how to move forward. It's just what I'm saying. To the next next. And then I think the next next is that you won't even have a grinder and a machine. 
Yeah, they will be, be the, the same, same thing. thing. They will be in the same box uh, somehow. I don't know. I heard some people that are worth mentioning that I won't mention because it's going to be a surprise talking about working on prototypes of that idea So over this weekend. You you get You understand. You guys happening. get it. You get what's going on. Um, Akaya Booth was sweet. Yeah. Big shout out to those guys. Uh, Chris Mendoza helped us out there. That was also very nice. Ultimate barback. Chris Mendoza. Yay. Former podcast guest. Go yeah. check him out. Go check him out. He's a positive gentleman. Always down to help. He's in St. Francois. Oh, St. Francois. Menage a trois. <laughs> Relax into the menage. <laughs> that night was the AeroPress competition. And first off, I want to apologize. We were slightly late. So, Sarah... Who ran that thing? Who took real good care of us? And Liz, and Liz Chai, are so bad. sorry. This However, comma, there was nowhere to eat. We <laughs> went to Del Sol. Was that what it was called? Yeah, Tuckeria we waited Del Sol. forty minutes before we decided this isn't going to work out for us. Took your advice, went right to the bar, but then they kind of were like, "We even have a wait for the bar now because it's so psycho." And then Marshall Perger, Marshall Perger came Matt on Perger. in. He's all, hey, guys, I'm handsome. Do you want to eat with me? And I'm like, Matt, I've been waiting my whole life for you to ask me out. Let's do this right now. <laughs> we went and grabbed uh, what we thought was going to be the quickest hamburger we could have. All things considered, it was pretty fast. It was fast, but we were still late. I'm usually really early, like ridiculously Chris so. And I are very punctual. So I felt bad being late. And then I was just like, no one's going to care if we're with Matt, right? He's just like, <laughs> whatever he wants to do is what we do, right? I was like, I can figure out a way to blame this on the perg. We tried to blame it on the perg as much as possible. I'm all he's taller than us, so he's obviously in charge. I was just following the leader. Yeah, at the end of the day, though, if we would have waited, we would have been late and perger would have been later. So really, we helped. Trust us. If you were in our shoes, you know we would have helped. But that night was great. It was fun. Sure, there were some curveballs for all y'all who were complaining about the curveballs. The police tried to shut down the beer game. It got weird. Well, that's what happens what? when you build a pyramid of PBR in the parking lot. Yeah, when you advertise it's just a bad idea. alcohol to the world. Yeah, when the cops can drive by and say, hey, what's that? Oh, it's a pyramid of PBR. Maybe we should check out what's going on because that's a public parking lot. Is there going to be trouble there? Is there All signs trouble? point to yes. All signs point to some <laughs> geeks drinking too much. Why are there a bunch of nerdy looking people out here <laughs> super drunk? This is not the typical ATL party, however. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys from around here? Uh, the answer is no. Oh, you make coffee. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, so for all y'all who stuck around, let's just say thank you. For all y'all who give Liz Chai and the people who are trying to do a happy service to you a lot of crap, come on. Put yourself in these people's shoes and realize they are just trying to help make something neat happen with the resources available to them. There was no underlying problems, and that's all I got to say about that. I firmly believe it because I, t I know these people. What they love you. They want to rep. Yeah, dude. They represent good things. They have no ill will or intention towards anybody. And so for all y'all who look for the freaking faults in the human beings all over the world, have a little grace. It drives me nuts. That's my rant. That's a Jira Truby public service announcement for everybody. I'm just... Aeropress was tight though. It, it was fun. It's like a, it's a lighthearted competition. If you think you're going to the USBC, it, it's not that. If you want it to be that, it's probably not the competition for you. If you want to have fun, get wild like like Ben, dude, who won. Yeah, he, he gets had a it. Great time. He uh, he knows. Yeah, we were 
just talking shit to him the whole time he's brewing and he's giving it right back and I, I like the interaction. The interaction yeah. was hot and he was feeling it and he was in the zone. The AeroPress Championships are for people who like to make like LaDonna. LaDonna? Make, make like LaDonna. <laughs> make like Madonna and girls just want to have fun that thing and just have a good old time. Uh, we had great judges, Matt Perger, Mike Phillips, Amanda Juris, all got great palates, all know how to party, all know how to have a really positive attitude and sip coffee for four hours straight at, uh, as, and, and be volunteers for that. So shout out to them too. Spredge did a really sweet article on the thing. That was our verbal article. It was really fun. We had snow cones. We had hot dogs. There was people giving away free tattoos. I mean, come on now. Tell me that's not a fun time. I've had amazing people rolling through. It got a little windy. Again, people helper of the world, Chris Mendoza, gave me a sweatshirt at the end because he noticed I was cold. He's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and a nice, I, a nice and VCR sweatshirt. And I was. And shout out to all the people who tried to sneak us all that alcohol that we kind of drank, but not really. Thanks for the sips of wild turkeys. Thanks to Scott Connery for the special taste of that. There's that extra age runs a copa. That stuff that was, was special. So good. And, uh,. Shout out to all the competitors who who were there and like jump in and give it their give it their best plunge. Give us their all. They give us their all. The <laughs> one thing I wanted there that we didn't have was like a wireless microphone setup. Yep. So we could have run all over. I had an extra short cord on my mic. You I did. Like, <laughs> short. So I'm right here, guys. <laughs> but think of how I mean it was tight for sure. Think of how off the Richter it would have been if we would have been like beast out of the cage dude wireless we would have i would have been been sitting on mike phillips lap just doing whatever (laughs) people do on mike phillips lap anybody ever been there oh a few it's a sweaty place to be you only if he's on the dance floor i got in on that but well we would have been in the crowd that's the thing if we had if we had wireless mics we would have been we would have been pulling the crowd we would have been bringing even more people in it's it's fun to mc that was that was actually jared truby's inaugural mc voyage everyone really yeah that was my first mc event oh you did a great job because when i was at vcr we had people like paul halverson who were just like ready to rip tony serrano julia mayer castle she was she emceed a little bit all the look at me guys all that well i mean you know, i don't know you i just never you know i mean there's nothing wrong with that i just am usually who knew you're pretty chill who knew i had a moment or two i got a sick photo of me yelling out somebody's name I, know it, ah! <laughs> I had a really good time that it's night pine flat illin pine flat illin sean white not the snowboarder but the fantastic gentleman who makes of- amazing ceramics <laughs> look for him online and at a cat and cloud store near you There's a lot of plugs this issue we're just plugging away uh speaking of plugs let's just roll in the plugs pullman hooked us up and donated a gold cat and cloud big step tamper to the winner which is really cool we thought that was rad Feeling their stuff. A <laughs> lot of people donated prizes. There's some skate decks. There, a lot of stuff from Sprudge. A lot of stuff with cats on it, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Sprudge, are you listening? Keep up with the cats, all right? Meow, keep up with the cats. You know how I roll. All right, meow. Keep doing that going. Need some more cat stuff, right? Meow. Right, meow. <laughs> right about meow. It's about that time for me to holler. Meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> Rounded this thing off with a bga party no. oh no wait 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 i'm sorry yes i'm Chris, sorry you should wait lem butler i was gonna say come on everybody in the world needs to stand up and give themselves give themselves give lem a round of applause even if you're at home by yourself this guy has been at it and he's been hustling with the best attitude 
for so long. For so long. I met Lem in 2007 in Long Beach. Yes. I pulled into the hotel and I was with Ryan Brown working at Ritual at the time. We pulled in and Lem and his wife, which I don't even know if they were married at the time. I think they were. They've been married for a while. Things I don't know. Or maybe they were just maybe they were just dating. But Gosh. they were staying at the same hotel and we kind of recognized each other, started talking and that was, you know, 07 and I think he competed a year or two before that, so he's been doing this for a long time. Multiple time regional winner, but yep. I think this is the first time he's ever been in the USBC finals. Yeah, he was always close, but this was his first final year. And you know what? If you're going to just make it into finals for the first time, might as well take the whole thing down. You might as well win. Go straight into the history books. Yeah, it was great. And he, I'm a grumpy son of a bitch. Let's just be real. And when I lose... And just so everyone's clear, anything that's not winning is losing. So let's <laughs> just, just so call everyone's it. Clear. Just so everyone's clear. Um, I get real upset, but he's always such a good sport. You know, he he's watches all the competitors. He's always there, always really encouraging. Is just the most friendly guy ever. Super humble and really talented, and has one of the better barista magazine covers with the turntables on it. He does. I was so happy for him it was crazy it like re-energized me because i mean i told everybody and it's the truth i would have been happy with pretty much every not pretty much literally everybody in that top six was awesome they were all i would have been like man i was like that's a really deserving top six whoever wins that i'm gonna be stoked but i kind of hope it's lem because man he made the finals and then everybody else is like dude i hope it's lem too but lem's stoked because he made the finals he's never made it he's stoked sixth place fifth place wherever he falls He's going to be happy because it was like that was his goal prior to coming to this was make the finals. Right. He ratcheted up his his status. Yeah. He was like, that's my thing. thing Yeah, I did. I like that's the goal, because honestly, the top six, it's a tight margin up there. Typically, it's not like there's a blowout from one to six. And so for it to for it to just every time they called somebody's name and it wasn't Lem, I was like, oh, man, I'm getting excited. He just probably had a talk with himself in the back and he was just like, you know what? I'm stepping up, but I'm not taking any baby steps. It's fucking big boy steps. He's all got a couple stilts right here. He's all. It's <laughs> time to ante up MOP style and just really get into it. So Lem, you're the shit. Lem's the bomb, dude. Proud of you, Super dude. Super stoked for Lem. And I think he did it on his own dime, too, is the story going around. I can't. Um, I can neither confirm, confirm nor deny. confirm nor deny, but that was the word on the street is that it was an unsponsored thing, and he, he did it all out of pocket. Way to go, Lem. The U.S. is rooting for you, and you're a freaking winner in my book no matter what happens forever. And you were before this, too. I'm really stoked. Uh, Lem took it. Todd Goldsworthy took the Brewers' Cup. Like you do, Todd. <laughs> like you were on you our do. flight over on that. <laughs> like you do. You and Heather Perry and that team over at Clatch seem to just really know how to dial in those ratios and make that sweet, sweet roast. Mike Perry Mike at the Perry's helm. Mike Perry's got the magic touch. Yeah, he's, he's like Midas there. of roasting. Best coffee in the United States of USNA. Rated that Midas one time touch. or a couple times. In 1987, world's best espresso is what <laughs> it was. That's it. literally 87? No. I, just, <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> dog. Keeping it super real since 87. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is a history major, so I thought maybe he locked that really in. Know the past, respect the future. Mm, Splinter said that, right? Or was that Abe Lincoln? I can't. It's the same person pretty yeah. much, right? So he won, and that's like his third win, right? Is that his third win? 
Todd? Yeah. I can't count after two. After two, I'm like over it. They, Todd, you're a winner. You sat in the Certified same row as winner. us on our United flight over. Chris zoomed in on you and put a Snapchat up of you chewing some food. <laughs> it was it was real. It was funny, and you deserve it because man, you got you got hustle and heart, and that was awesome. But you know what was really awesome was watching Lem cut a rug at a true ATL clubbing moment where our boy Ben Kaminsky paid off the the bartender with a ten and dropped her a list. And the music went from girls just want to have fun to just like the hardcore ATL bass bumping. He got the crowd. He got the DJ to get the crowd rip raging. And uh, I hadn't danced in a minute. Dude, I, man, I love I that. Dancing. The club was hot, dude. <laughs> I love it when you can feel the bass. I was like, wow. When this you is can feel the bass, bass, the speakers pushing the air and you're yeah. just like, yeah, dog. <laughs> I was like, I'm back in high school again. I can do dance moves. I was like, I've been grinding coffee all day, but my real grinding is happening right now <laughs> on the dance floor. Now I'm grinding Perger, and I'm grinding Kaminsky, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm grinding Lem, and I'm grinding Mike Phillips, and that's how we grind on the flow. If all goes well, who knows you'll end up grinding. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the DJ for putting on the jams that made us grind. Shout out to Ben Kaminsky for dropping it like it's hot. That's $10 to make the DJ put out the moves i don't know i wish that's I a pretty cheap team. buyout i know it's actually funny but uh he also told me that the parts he told me about the parts for million and fiji water and and told me that that's why i like it so much <laughs> was like, oh. <laughs> ben if you're listening ben kaminsky at the party he talking did, he's about all, total he did. dissolve saws and he water did. he was like he was what's like, your part per you, million in this he part did line? that's what he said he's like <laughs> you know you like it that's the closest to saliva <laughs> <laughs> and he said however many parts for million. I think he said two twenty or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, Wow, well, I do like Fiji water, and if that's the reason, that's the reason, Ben, you know. <laughs> I got I don't have anything else to say about I know, that. That's perfect. all I got to say. Except for one shout out to Jeff Corson of Inner America for buying us all that gin and tonic. It was fantastic. Jeff? Well dude, Ben from I Nova Simonelli you. also hooked me up with some stuff and that was cool too. But <laughs> what did you get from Inner American? What did Ben get? What happened? Why wasn't I there? Because you were cross taking that six Snapchat. Oh That's on the yeah, I got the epic. Me just getting lit up. It's Jer like you've never seen him before. You I should, saved it. You should probably put it on the cat and cloud. Maybe not actually, but you know, put it somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it safe for a later, keep later it release date. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. Keep a secret. Keep it safe. Uh, that so we danced. We danced a lot. We, went we danced, and then we danced if we want to. And that was that. The next day was. The La Marzocco Partner Summit, which we are very, we were very privileged to be a part of. We did a collaboration. We we did coffee service in collaboration with four other roasters, Crema, Octane, and oh no, it's been a long day. I totally blacked out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody, everybody. Chris, take him on a distraction while I remember. Hey who. guys, guys, look over here, look over here. Uh, while Jared finds the other roasters. No, no, no. It's on the tip of my mind. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's, it's on the like, tip of my mind. It's like. Crema, Octane, Cat and Cloud is us. Deeper Roots. Cat Deeper and Cloud roots. is us. <laughs> I was like, dude, there's a fourth one. Okay, so Cat forgive and Cloud me. Is us. I had never met any of the people who were involved in this project with the exception of Ryan Wilbur in person in my life. So it was hard for me to remember faces and names of people because if you don't see them and shake their hands, you don't really remember it's them. It's really hard. Yeah, so forgive me. But Deeper Roots is out of Cincinnati. Octane was a local company out of Atlanta, and Crema's in Nashville. And we got to get together and collab on a delicious Colombian coffee. The quick premise is 
uh, Cafe Imports. We are plugging everybody this show, but that's tight. Cafe Imports sent out a bunch of samples to these companies. And we all kept them blind, and we all picked, actually unanimously, a Colombian coffee. And then the plan was for all of us to put our own impression of roasting on these coffees to serve individually as a filter coffee and then to blend together and give it coffee service over some experimental new hot gear. So Chris and I got to pull some espresso on a... Give it to him, Chris. It was a Strata AV, auto what? volumetric dosing machine. Is that new? It's brand new. Chris. Brand spanking new. It's got a few buttons on it. You got the Strata exposed group head with no paddle. Three buttons, one continuous run like it would be, and oh. then two programmable doses. Oh, and tell them about that drip tray, Chris. Drip tray's hot, just like you think it would be. You can put whatever you want on it. You can drop it, drop it low, girl. Or you mm. can bring it up and really, yep. you know, just perch something on that booty right there. Yeah, it's just like ATL. Just, just like, like ATL. <laughs> That's what you do in ATL. It's got the... Um, I didn't actually ask them this, but just using it, I can... He with can 90 tell. With 90% certainty tell... That it's got the steam wand from the um, it's got cool from touch. the EP Strata. It's got a cool touch steam wand, and I think it's got the valve assembly from the EP and mm. not from oh, the yeah. EEM. Oh yeah, that's different. Yeah, it's the solenoid activated one. I'm pretty sure. And oh, so much power. The cool touch is nice, and it's just it's it's got enough power, but it rolls on really smooth. Yeah, it makes it actually makes it easier to make real nice microphone. And I'm not one of those guys that's like check out this steam wand. It's like give me a break. I can steam milk on whatever you give me, <laughs> but it's really nice. It worked really well. It was really nice. It was a pleasure to use, and they had a a, a little prototype grinder add-on. Are we supposed to talk about this? It's I mean, probably fine. They talked about it. Basically, there's a grinder that's going to do some really cool stuff. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. So the grinder, it it'll fit on like a Coney or a Rober, and it's basically a platform that the grinder sits on, and it's got a portafilter holster, which is a load cell that's portable filter. And you can program whatever weight. It's a grind by weight grinder. Which is pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think that thing is going to be special here in the near future. Yeah, I, we used it, and it's. I mean, the idea is fantastic. I don't know how they're going to release it, if it's going to be an add-on that you can put on your other grinders or if they're going to develop a new grinder that's got the technology built into it. But, you know, it's hot. Check it out. It was hot. Uh, and then we had the privilege of introducing Kent Bakke and talking about the, the service at, um, at the, the summit meeting. And so it was, it was nice to just give Lamarzoko its due credit for being involved in this industry and really, really just caring about us and pushing and... Um, I think that company has a lot of really special things to do, uh, things, values, and and a, and a really nice vision. They like their team's empowered, their team trusts each other. They're all over the place, and and I got to tell you, they put together a, like a really special group of people that I I very much respect. That doesn't feel fake, and it doesn't feel forced, and I feel like they really like what they do. And I can't say that about every company. So that's just something I got to shout out right here and right now. The weirdest part about that blend that we made from all the different coffee roasters is that it actually tasted good. No, it really did. And I was it like, was this fun. is going to be, this is, I was like, the whole time, this is a cool idea. It's going to be a disaster in the cup. Straight up, we're going to blend these coffees together. We're going to put it through the espresso machine, and it's just going to be ridiculous. But it but was it way better than I even imagined. Yeah, it had some depth. It was fun. It was good, good little coffee there. It was really fun. And shout out to all the people who put in the time to get those logistics together. Because, I mean, you can imagine we were all in pretty different places in the country, coordinating, roasting, and, and shipping, and the whole nine. It was crazy. So good job, La Marzocco. Good job, team. That was, it was fun to work with you all. I wish we could actually have had a little more FaceTime. 
Uh, full disclosure, I had a very bad migraine, actually, that came on on Sunday morning. Sunday morning? Monday morning, that Monday was, morning. for that partner summit. So all y'all who, you know, uh, during that talk that we had to give on, on stage, I was full on rager, Mitch Richter. It hurt, I was not doing hot at all. I ended up going home and taking like a two-hour nap, and I didn't even eat a food that whole day until like 5 p.m. when we got ramen so not one food so anybody if anybody got like a weird experience with your boy jer just know that i was uh i was forcing it and trying to like stay focused through the pain say goodbye pain. to the pain of the past say goodbye wait what is that song it's from frozen dude oh yeah kristen <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the Disney guy. The past is in the past. <laughs> oh man! And you guys, that was that was kind of the general, the general gist of this weekend. I mean, we've got we're almost like 50 minutes of talking here, maybe even longer. But Chris, is there anything that you maybe would have liked to have seen more of, or that you? Yeah, that's pretty much a good question because I, I I honestly have some that I always talk about. If you have a couple, you should go. I need I mean, a little time. I mean, it's not a couple. And I'm, I just still feel like our industry focuses on... There was Okay, so at the Partner Summit, there was this dude. And uh, he, gave, uh, he, was, he gave a talk about kind of generalized values. His name's Anthony Rudolph. And he's got kind of like an incubator dealio in, in um, New York, right? Is that where it was? He's in New York. He's in New York. It's called Journey. Journey, yeah. And he, there's a lot of stuff that I'm passionate about. You've heard me talk about in this podcast that he got to kind of speak on. And it wasn't specifically through leadership, but it was through service and working on the ability to give an amazing experience. And one of his theories sounds terrible when you say it, but I'm going to say it. It was fuck the consumer. And the point wasn't to say screw the consumer they're idiots and they don't get it the point was if i'm not putting the energy into my staff in my operations and myself in the correct way then i'm unable to give the consumer the best possible version of what i've got to offer and so his argument was that everybody thinks first and foremost of what the consumer sees how to impress them and so on and so forth and it actually ends up debilitating their their ceiling of ability in such a way in in so many words i mean he gave like an hour talk so for me i still want to see more on that i want to see more on leadership i want to see more on on internal company growth and success and sharing that stuff as a platform that's consistently spoken on in these in at, at at uh trade shows or, or just in general i think i feel like we're really in, in obsessed with service but more based on serving quality product and i think rightfully we are um really obsessed with supporting farmers and you know global warming and agronomy and all that stuff that's super important as well but i think of all the things that this industry talks about there's something that's not there's like something there's something missing there still and I don't, I don't have an answer, but I just feel like it's the, it's the thing that I hear least about. People to talk about that the least. So where do you want to see that integrated? I do you see want to see that integrated into symposium? Because that I seems where I would love to see that. But the trade show is the trade show, right? It's like no, I get you. Well, highlight. there's classes though all around the trade show, right? And I feel like most of those classes are 
I don't know, dealing with quality or dealing with like efficiency or dealing with green buying and, and, and efficiency meaning like, uh, you know, in a good way, but like Charles and Kyle talk about efficiency and how they, how they do service in their 360 bar and stuff like that. And that stuff is all awesome and it is service related, but I'm talking about specifically like intercompany growth, whether it's, you know, it's, it's education on all levels. It's how do you support these people? What are some creative ways to retain? Um, the dude spoke about vision and values and establishing them and at the beginning and, and sticking by them. And I want to see more intentionality. So yeah, symposium, I think is a great platform. I think maybe if there was an ability to talk about these things and plan classes around the week, there's all those little, what do they call them? Breakouts that are available. They're classes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're full on classes that you sign up for. I don't know if they call them breakouts or what, but I mean, you can take your, you know, CP 101, CP right. 102, seed to cup or, Intro to cupping. Is there, I mean, do, do you, do you see or feel like people talk about this stuff or do you, th do you think maybe it's just like a passion of mine? I'm just jumping off the side. I think it's fully on your mind all the time. All the time. So you look for it all the time and when you don't see it, you maybe assume that it doesn't exist when maybe it might. Yeah. So and I the example would be like, uh, with the Copa Vita crew, it totally exists there, but we had never thought of them as a company that think like thought like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm less talking about it, about specific companies. I'm talking about like, how do we share this knowledge and this ability to, um, hopefully grow that thought and mindset. You have to get involved. Yeah. Me personally. Well, someone, people. someone that appreciates those kinds of things. Yeah or needs to get involved. And then you also need to sell that to the consumer that's gonna be showing up at the show. And this is what I mean by that. It's like, let's say the SDA classes are great. They're really basic classes that people, they have information that people need to know who are gonna be starting businesses. Right. So probably most of the people that are taking those classes aren't like you or me, or don't have companies, but they're about to have companies and they don't know anything about coffee. So they're like, yes. I'm going to start a coffee company because I really like coffee. I'm passionate about it. I have no fucking clue how to make espresso, how to brew coffee, how to adjust my grinder, how to do any of that stuff. So they're like, I need to learn that. And they see the Specialty Coffee Association of America, annual trade show or camps or whatever like that, right. as the venue to learn those things. Mm -hmm. So you would just have to build some recognition to them that like, not only can you learn this, but if you're looking for this other level, right? of skills that this is a place to get it to. Cause mm -hmm. I think people will separate if for me, if I was looking for some of the things that you're talking about, yeah, I would probably look first to find them other places. Not because I don't think they're not applicable in coffee. Yeah. But because we're not traditionally that kind of but, trade show. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. I would, you know, look into some Super of the things that. That, yep. that we both look into on mm -hmm. the side, whether it's whatever. So maybe we can make belt. this somehow more all inclusive, um, in some way, shape or form. And yeah, people like Copa Vita and, um, the Caldi's team, I talked a little bit about that. They established some values, but I, I believe they might've established them late in the game too. And I mean, and maybe it's like a young topic, uh, generally in coffee. And anyway, I'd, I'd like to see more of that. I also want to see more people talking about the realities of, and, and they're really working on that of, of running coffee shops and like the day in and day out for those people who think that they're in love with coffee because they love the idea of it. And then the reality is far less romantic. I think, it, yeah. And I think a lot of it is we can take a lot of the coffee knowledge for granted yeah. because it's so ingrained in our brains. Totally. Like we can make coffee on autopilot 
so it's really easy to focus on other things. And there's a lot of people who are just can't. It's just new to them. But I think yeah, and I think I think there could be room for it. I think symposium is a great place for it because symposium in my mind is for those kinds of people they're people who already have established businesses they have a little bit of money to throw around symposium is not cheap and they want to learn things that are going to affect their company culture like on a more widespread level and i know that um i don't even know what goes on at symposium because i don't go because it's always green stuff i feel like which is not my game it's just not and that's fine. So I would love to see some more retail-oriented things at Symposium, and I think these ideas could be one of them. Okay. Sorry, I just jumped off the tangent. No, I think that's what this is for. That you is know? what it's for. But I do think you know, maybe it's worth a call, or maybe it's worth a... It's probably worth just reaching out to some people that I know are thinking on that level and seeing if maybe there's a way for even us to just come up with maybe... Perhaps there's a side, there's a side gig that we could all put together and, and put together something. You know, they did Bloom which was awesome and that's i don't you know that could be a good outlet for it too something yeah. like that yeah so i don't know keep keep uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put my mind to that i think about that stuff a lot maybe there's some other people out there who resonate with this email us info cat and we'll talk about it is there anything more you 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 want before we just close this thing up to, to shout out before we do it Man, I, I feel pretty good. It's always really energizing to go to these things and really over overwhelming because I'm kind of like a chill dude, but it's hot fire to see everyone all weekend long. And then I come home and I get depressed for like a day or two because I'm like, right. oh, I just had like 500 friends. And now I'm back to my normal 10 who are really awesome. But it's it's cool to be involved in the community. Shop liver Jer. You know, here. <laughs> so just me and Jer and Chuck. It's just a horrible life I have to live. But no, no, the energy, it's its powerful. So I got on the plane when we were going back, and I immediately started writing stuff for, like, our training program. Oh, yeah. Because I was just, like, pumped on the idea. Of, I had some weird ideas. I was like, I got to get this on paper. So, yeah, thanks to everyone for being rad. To Thank you, you Coffee. Dear you Coffee. And you. I, I love you. you. That's true. Hey, by the way, everybody, I'm barely an extrovert on paper, and Chris is actually an introvert. So... For as outgoing as we come across, it's extremely draining, and we love, love, love doing it. But so, yeah, like if you ever saw us like glazed over and unable to engage, there's a uh, there's a little bit of science that kicks in, and if we didn't get ourselves some rest and recuperation, your brain doesn't quite work the same way. So anybody who felt like maybe we were ignoring you or like didn't give you the energy, I apologize. But that was that was a reality in my brain. I was having an amazing time but there were moments where i was like i don't think i can focus anymore but i have to focus some more yeah i love to ratchet it up and go hard but then i need the downtime and you don't get the downtime when you're there yep so anybody who felt go. that way apologies we still love you hopefully we didn't give that off but it's uh it's always like uh something that chris and i are a little bit self-conscious of after we leave these things we're like did we do it well enough did we did we give him what we wanted did I to do give it him? right did i did i do it right Anyway, I think that concludes our sick hour. And for all the people, we're going to put this out this week. So you didn't think you were going to get one. You're going to get one. X going to give it to you. R.I.P. Uh, Prince. We gave you the one on one. And now we're giving you this podcast. Our gift to you. <laughs> That's the best way to follow up an R.I.P. Prince. But okay. I was we can edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. You're not going to edit it out? Uh, I'm thinking we just say, like, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel weird talking about dead people, honestly. <laughs> Unless it's Paul Walker. I love Paul Walker. I'll talk about him all the time, no matter what. Still a buster. Still a buster. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to tune out. 
And uh, we're going to go ship off this copy. FedEx for life. FedEx for life. I'm uh, Jared Truby. I'm Chris Baca. Hit us up, info at catcloud.com, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.